You're tuned in to the Breaking Red Podcast, the show for rising military leaders who want to trailblaze the future. We tackle the profession of arms with creative solutions to dynamic issues. This isn't your typical leadership course, so be ready to step up your game and define the future. I am your host, Gabriel Gay Brockavilla. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Breaking Red Podcast. Uh, Gabe Brock down in the basement recording again, recording in the middle of a successful launch week. Uh, 15 September was the official launch date of the podcast, and I'm happy to, uh, I was happy to get it started and uh, already seeing some of the responses back. Uh, uh, all positive and really excited to continue to produce content um, that's going to be helping our growing community. So, uh, Lots of different places where you can consume uh, Breaking Red. If you go through your your regular podcast platforms, uh, even start a YouTube channel so you can watch it there just so you can, um, you know, have something productive in the background because none of us are at all at no way are we actually watching YouTube videos at work. We're actually always working all the time. So if you can at least get caught, if you have if you have your window up and you get caught watching something like, oh no, this is a podcast. It's about military leadership. And that probably won't get you out of trouble, but you can try. Um, or you can name drop me. It's still not going to help you, but it might be a tactic just to stall uh, impending doom. Just kidding. It shouldn't be like that. So a recurring topic of Breaking Red podcast is going to be, I also want to talk about, uh, I don't know if I want to call them work hacks, because I think I'm not really sure if the, the term hack is going to be the right label I want to apply to um, my ideas. And some of them aren't even my ideas. They're just ideas that I've gathered over time. Um, they're not necessarily, I, I don't try to claim to be the original idea behind it all. I just want to be able to share it. Uh, so, but there are definitely some uh, personal tactics you can employ to drive efficiency for both you as an individual and for the teams that you're respectively leading. I try and protect my time and make sure that I'm focusing on the right things at the right time, whether that's being really efficient at work or making sure I'm efficient at work so I can be there for my family, make sure I carve out time to work on my physical fitness because that's also important to me. So all of the, the important things that you prioritize in your life, you have to have time to do them. So being efficient um, in all aspects of life will help you make sure you have the appropriate time to to dedicate towards the the goals that you've set for yourself. My new job that I have, where I work in a uh, open they call it an open office environment at JFHU Doden, um, very different from a different kind of place. It's an ops floor, right? And so I sit in uh, towards the front of the floor. I run the ops floor over my shift, and um, there's, it's a lot of there's a typical all kinds of TV screens everywhere. There's theoretically important data fields and things we're monitoring on the screens. Whether or not that actually happens, that's beside the point. But it, it's a it's a very busy and loud place to uh, to work in. And I quickly realized how much I don't like it. I think I was got used to uh, my former job as a squad commander where I had my own office, which is cool. I have my own personal spot that I can do my my thinking and coming up with ideas and that, and that, that sort. I also had uh, my admin assistant, Camille, was in the front. And so she was like, you know, the, the pit bull of the office where... You know, she would filter out certain things before it gets to me or schedule it for certain other times. Just allow me to, to have time to myself so I can actually focus on what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, I, I don't have any of those kind of things anymore. Just an open environment, just in case someone needs something for me, they will just directly come up to me and start talking. Regardless if I'm actually in the middle of doing something, which often I am. Hey, sir, I need you to look at this. Like, okay. Uh, I will stop what I'm doing and continue. And I'm not going to be, I'm going to be a dick. I will actually listen to you. And, but I have to navigate this, the, how I'm going to become more efficient 
still remain an efficient employee, yet also be a good teammate and um, establish some lines, just some uh, some rules of engagement with my, my with my new teammates to make sure that they understand how I conduct myself or how I like to do my how I'm most efficient at work. That way, um, I can do the things I need them they need me to do. And only can do that uh, if, if I set up some early rules of engagement. So um, also the normal office place, uh, uh, electronic communications remain dominant and is still a necessary evil. So we have the normal emails and collaboration, SharePoint things and different kind of portals where we can post information and, and hang them there and uh, getting through all the normal things of a normal office. Uh, uh, it's, it's a necessary evil. But I still believe all of those tools can be properly tuned in order for you to become efficient. So I'm going to go over three tactics. I'm going to, go, I'm going to stick with that word that I use in order to make sure I uh, drive efficiency within um, for myself and for the team. So first off, uh, designated priority lines of communication. And so pretty much you have to you have this ha- sit down with your new boss or bosses and your your new teammates and and define out these, you know, if subject is important, contact me by this method. So for instance, when I was squadron commander, uh, phone calls were always the most important ones, right? If it was important, you will phone call me, leave a message. And that way I, that's an indicator that yes, I'm going to call you back because it's risen to that level of importance. Um, what's never going to be important is something that's sent over email. Email is not, is potentially a supporting effort towards a phone call, which is fine because you could say, Hey, I need you to sign this thing. Um, it's really important. I'm going to sign it to you because it's due in two hours. But that should always be accompanying a actual direct communication with a, a office visit or a phone call. Be like, hey, so I need you to, I, I, I sent this thing to you. I need you to uh, sign it. So by designating these priority lines of communication, that makes it clear. And you have to say those things up front. That should be one of the first conversations you have during an initial feedback to make sure that you're managing expectations correctly. Um, I would lean forward and say, so for instance, when I was, um, when I was squadron commander, I forwarded the work email, the, my work phone number to my personal phone. And I told my, my, the, my group commander, my wing commander, if you need anything, call me or you can text me, but texting, I may not, uh, necessarily get back to you, but you, by all means, you can directly reach out to me. And we established this, uh, the battle rhythm be like, yeah. So when I saw the phone call ringing and it said MSG commander, yep, I'm going to answer that right now. And I even, you know, my, my family knew if I was doing something with them and if that phone rang, um, and I saw that on there, they knew, uh, dad had to take the phone call and there's nothing wrong with that. They understand if it's, the normal sort of family dinner time kind of things. I normally don't look at my phone, but they understand. They understood, I should say, at that point in time, uh, the the job that I had, the responsibilities that I carried, and so even with my own family, they understood the priority lines of communication. Um, just in case Dad had to go do something else, so again, figure out what those priority lines of communication are going to be with your your new boss bosses and your teammates and then um, and remember that it should never be email gonna repeat that part two is uh, minimizing email interruptions so you can look up a whole bunch of uh, hacks just turn off everything within outlook right the the little balloon pop-ups the um those things are and even minimizing some of the views that way you just kind of see the subject in the line these are our personal preferences and so you can kind of tweak exactly how you like to do these the the key thing though is you want to make sure that your computer screen, it does not interrupt your normal thought process or whatever it is process or uh, project you're currently working on. So it's just like, it's just annoying. You get those, you can see these minimal things. It's going to, it's literally distracting you. And so you need, I would highly recommend minimizing certain things if they're not directing your, uh, 
they're not required for your direct attention at that time. I also realized that I, as I say it out loud and I was talking to my kids about stuff, it may come off that I'm being old about it because, you know, uh, I, my kids always say, well, dad, I can, I can totally watch. I can watch something on YouTube and play video games at the same time. I can, I can multitask. And I'm like, no, you're not. Now you're doing, now you're being shitty at two things. How about you just dedicate your time to one thing and be really good at that ongoing discussion um, with both Lana and Ben, as far as how we were trying to help them be better about doing quality over quantity. But uh, in general, email interruptions, you can look it up how to just minimize all those distractions. And uh, because it's a necessary evil, you should be looking at email, and um, but you need to carve out times when you're looking at email, how you organize those things. Um, as far as your your, if you have an inbox that is just a continuously growing thing, and I can see I, you have like 200 emails unread, I don't know what you're doing. You need to have a better file management system. Just be better about that. The you can do the color coding thing to make sure if something is important. Um, that is, again, it's probably not going to be important, but it's coming from someone important. So in other words, if it's coming from your boss or your boss's boss, you can change the color designators to be like, those emails always turn up in blue, always turn up in red. So that's a, that is a helpful visual uh, interruption because you, oh, I want to look at that one right now versus just the, the normal chatter of whatever is going on. Um, one thing I always say about email, especially when I go on leave or I go TDY or somewhere, I come back and you hear people say like, oh man, I'm just kind of drudging through the hundreds of emails. I, I spend about 30 minutes deleting a bunch of stuff. I mean, like, uh, and I always joke around, if you look on a keyboard, uh, you can highlight all the emails and there's a delegate button. It says DEL on your keyboard. So highlight them all. And then you hit the DEL button and poof, those tasks get delegated to somebody else. I don't know where they get delegated to, but I just know they're off of my plate and because if something was important, someone would come tell me about it and then direct my attention towards those things. So that's another way to uh, um, to manage your email is that you can delegate, air quotes, them with a DEL button. Again, because if something is important, someone's going to talk to you about it. And I would talk with my chief and my first sergeant or my, my flight commanders, like, so what's going on? They would help tell me what the priorities were. I didn't have to sit there and, and barge through my emails. Um, if you have a good filing system, you can, ha- you, can, you can file them away and just look at them when you need to, but you want to minimize how much time you spend in email because that's not where that's not the thing that should be driving your attention. You're doing things for your teams and getting after the actual orders of the day. That's what should be driving your momentum and your efficiency throughout the day, not just being hack, uh, hackled. That's not the word. Shackled. That's the word to your email. Um, and I, I realize as I talk to people about this, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I, I really don't like email as, as the, as the base squadron commander, I find it ironic that I say I really, really don't like email. And even to the point where um, when email goes down and a lot of people, I've had actually some some different varyings of feedback. When email goes down, I would joke around and say like, you're welcome. I just gave you some back time to go shake a hand of an airman, go visit a work center or something like that. You don't have to be tied to your email. For, the, for some times it would be, and it's all appropriate, right? There are certain times, obviously, people want it to be working. But a lot of other times, they take advantage of the time given back to them. Like, yeah, I went to go visit a work center. I went to go have like a quick working lunch or whatever it is. I went to go have lunch with my wife. Like anything else could be better than email. There are so many things better than email. So just minimizing interruptions and just minimizing your time dedicated towards that, I think is uh, will help overall efficient make you a better and more efficient leader. Along the same line, so tip three is collaborate 
collaborate versus send and receive. So email is very send and receive, it's very sequential and serial in nature. Um, you have to look at it. You have to parse through the emails in, in, in chronological order to make sure you're following the conversation correctly. Sometimes the reply all, you don't need to see why is that person hitting reply all. We all know that person in the office that's just wasted by time. Like, I don't, you don't have to reply all with like, thanks. I don't need to see that. But for whatever reason, they don't know how to use uh, the tools correctly. And so instead of conducting business over email, use it, use collaboration sites, use collaboration uh, tools like a SharePoint or a Trello or a, a Slack. There are things that are both uh, available for you at work as well as off duty that you can use to um, just work on things together. Like I use Trello if I'm going to be organizing my thoughts how to uh, publish this podcast. I started developing a workflow place. Now I can I know this process is going to be repeatable, and now I can see it. It's not necessarily ac- accessible through one Word document on one computer. Like I can access it through anything from my phone to my, my other computer, my tablet, whatever it is. There's ways that I can continue to share because I'm not dependent on an email thing. And it's going to get, if it's, if it's buried somewhere in my email, I'm emailing myself things. I'm just going to get distracted by the other crap that comes into my email and so into my inbox. So it's important to make sure I have a dedicated site for a specific reason. That collaboration just ends up being a much better. And you, you minimize making yourself a single point of failure. Um, stuff in email, you know, some people wouldn't uh, sometimes aren't a, a t- included with the attachments or whatever it is. It just it's a very inefficient method of being a good teammate and, and, and efficient teams. Um, I find it weird that sometimes that uh, some people, like if I call email a single point of failure, there's also people, in the, I'm sure you know these people in the work center too, they love being the single point of failure because they see it as valuable. Like I'm the only guy or girl that knows this piece of information. I'm the holder of this product. Therefore, I have value and I will not, sh- I will not share it with anybody else because I want to be the person that is always relied upon for this thing. That is one of the worst models we can have. That, that person needs to go. That, that mindset needs a change or that person needs to go. Whatever that, if you're in charge and responsible for making the decision, make the right decision. By all means, uh, create. I, I would highly recommend creating processes that are more inclusive and, and uh, nobody likes single points of failure, so that should include people as well. So making sure that collaboration um, is prioritized over uh, send and receive electronically anyway. Those are going to be the, the ways that I would highly recommend that you can get some of your time back and uh, to get after all the priorities that you have available to you. Some of the other things I've been um, consuming, still reading more on the research materials of why open office environments are crap. It was interesting as I took the uh, um, the newcomers orientation for JVSU Doden, they, they they highlighted like, oh yeah, so we, we, we built this facility from the ground up and it's a really nice facility, but they emphasized the fact that they wanted the open office environment because it was designed to promote collaboration. So yes, I get it, but it also is potentially at the expense of efficiency. And so because you're just going to be distracted, I can hear people talking over there. And like, so I'm personally going through some, some uh, tactics to uh, change up my workflow within an open office environment. If you have any recommendations for me, please send them my way. Uh, however, you can reach me. Uh, post them on social, any kind of social media platform or hit me with a link or tag me in something. I, I definitely want to consume some of that information. 
um, two things that I've been consumed. I recently will uh, have already listened to. So I listened to episode 387 of the Spark Passive Income podcast with uh, Pat Flynn, uh, where he interviewed uh, Nir Eyal, I, I hope I'm saying his name right, uh, who re- recently wrote the book Indistractable. So that book is sitting on my nightstand right now. And he talks about more you know, tactics and, and work hack techniques in order to um, become an indistractable employee because I, I really want to make sure that the things that I'm doing dedicate my, um, and I put in my full attention. And so if I can help shape and sharpen uh, my workflow processes that I'm going to try and do those things uh, and makes to make me a more efficient leader. If you want to have more information as far as uh, actually, I'm going to offer this as a bonus. So uh, last year, actually, I taught a one hour seminar on uh, time management. It was within a flight commander leadership course. It was like a two, it was a one week course. And then they gave me one hour to teach about something. And I asked, am I teaching off of like known material or like you just want me to read a slide deck or can I just handle it how I want to? And they gave me free reign to teach, teach what I want, uh, teach what I wanted to. So I did. And so um, I'm going to wrap it up nicely into a download that if you sign up for our email list, you can receive this free download time management tips, uh, provide even more ideas. The the email things, the three points that I went over here um, are only a small portion of the um, this little course that I have. So more than happy to share with those. Just sign up for our email list and you'll get it uh, free download to your, <laughs> to your email. Actually open that email. I actually want you to open that email because I wouldn't waste your time if you're going to sign up for our email list. So that's like, kind of ironic. Uh, last thing, um, it's going to be the title of this episode. It's only a lot of email if you read it. And I truly believe that. It, it, it's kind of like a, the same sentence applied when I was going through uh, Marine Corps Command Staff College. Yeah, it's only a lot of reading if you read it all. And people were like, well, that you're supposed to. be like, am I? Are we supposed to? And eventually, we all find the balance as far as what things do I need to read in order to pass this course? What things do I need to read in, in our email for me to actually go do my job and other stuff that's just wasting my time or I can delete slash delegate to somebody else. So um, really, really big in that uh, to uh, work hack tactics um, will be a recurring topic here on the podcast. And I look forward to sharing them with you and also learning as well. So hit me up with some of your recommendations or anything that you see out there that I can learn to be a better leader because I think uh, um, uh, our growing community will benefit from it all. So that'll be it for this episode. Peace. This is Gabe Brock, and thanks for tuning in to the Breaking Red podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so we can improve our work and deliver the best content possible. You can find our community platforms on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Breaking Red podcast. Keep up with weekly content at our website, projectrise.co, and you can find me on Instagram at at gaybrock01. Like, follow, and share Breaking Red podcast content everywhere possible, both the good and the bad. Join our conversations with other rising military leaders that aren't afraid to break red and learn how to rise to your potential. Thank you.